We're going to have a think about some of those passages uh, we've been reading this morning uh, as we do that. I'm going to pray again. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for uh, the Bible. We thank you that in the Bible, Lord, you teach us uh, about your Son. You teach us about the salvation that you have brought to us through him. And you teach us all we need to know uh, to live as followers of uh, your Son, Jesus, our Saviour. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us uh, this Christmas morning to uh, think well about uh, what this means and how we live in response. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. What do you look for at Christmas? What do you hope to find each year as Christmas rolls around? Uh, I know uh, some children who hope to find certain things under the Christmas tree, for example. Um, I'm going to tell you about one thing that I didn't find one Christmas. Uh, Christmas lights, you might know, are a pretty big thing in Brisbane, very popular. It's become a bit of a tradition uh, to, sell, uh, to, to decorate our houses around the city in, in lights and people drive around and look at the, the pretty lights each year. Uh, it's become a bit of a tradition for our family each year and we pick up Grandad and Lola and we go driving around the suburbs and we check out the various displays. Um, several years ago now, we went for a drive one balmy Monday night. We saw a very impressive display at a large church in Chermside. It was huge. There were people everywhere, so many people. There was a traffic jam on the street outside the church, uh, car park attendants finding spaces for all the visitors, hundreds of people walking the grounds, looking at the displays. that a giant angel uh, lit up out the front, the size of a two-storey building. There was a great big Christmas tree with a star on top. Santa and his reindeers. Uh, the three wise men, nativity scenes in lights. There was food on sale, hot drinks, cold drinks, ice creams. Uh, we went inside the building and there, there was a Christmas shop. You could buy everything from a life-size statue of Santa and Mrs. Claus to Christmas elves, to decorations, to snow globes, every kind, of, uh, and every kind of nativity scene you could imagine was there to be bought. Um, then we went inside the main church building. People were milling around, and in one corner of the church you could go and get a photo with Santa. In the other corner you could see a life-size nativity scene. Now, the people had put a whole lot of work into this, uh, this church, obviously. Lots of time and effort put in, and they were, they were working quite hard to welcome visitors, welcome all the people that were coming. It was a bit of a problem, I thought. There, there was just so much stuff and such a mix of traditions and stories. The paradox was clear, I thought, having Santa on one side of the church and the life-size nativity on the other. But what was most strange to me was what wasn't there. Uh, as we stood in front of the nativity scene, it didn't take long to realise there was one glaring omission. There was no baby in the manger. Uh, Jesus was missing from this Christmas display in all of the impressive lights and displays. I couldn't find the Saviour. Now, there was a reason for that because I asked someone and apparently they put Jesus in the manger on Christmas Eve. That's, who was, that's when he was born after all, right? No, that, that's what they do. They wait till Christmas Eve to put Jesus in the manger. Uh, that didn't seem quite good enough to me. It was very telling 
I thought, among all the Christmas imagery, the ideas and traditions that were represented, the most important part of Christmas at this church's display was missing. If people went there looking to find the Saviour, they would have been hard-pressed to find him. Now, I have no problem uh, with the stories we tell at Christmas and the fun we have, but we should distinguish between fact and fiction, (laughs) I think, let the hearer understand. And if we leave Jesus out of Christmas, we've lost the most important thing. What makes Christmas Christmas is that we find the Saviour. Without Jesus the Saviour, there is no Christmas. Uh, We look for a whole lot of things. We, We hope to find a lot of fun and excitement at Christmas, but the most important thing we can possibly find at Christmas is Jesus the Saviour. Uh, When we read the accounts of Jesus' birth in the Bible, we find the Saviour very quickly. Uh, Jesus and his identity and the reason for his birth are at the very start uh, of the Gospels. Have a look at how Matthew describes Jesus' birth with me. This is from our first Bible reading today. Uh, Pick up the story from where the angel appears to Joseph. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. The angel appears to Joseph, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. From the moment we learn what this child's name will be, we learn that he is a saviour. The name Jesus means God saves. Uh, You can't get past chapter 1 of Matthew without finding the Saviour. His name is to be be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, you might think that it's a little bit of a downer to talk about sin at Christmas. Put the brakes on, Brad. Where are you going with this? Uh, Isn't the whole point of Christmas to just kind of have hope? and be joyful and celebrate and of course that's all true but why do we celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas why does the birth of Jesus bring such hope and joy it's because Jesus is the Savior we read yesterday if you were at church yesterday about Mary's joy as she praised God for the birth of her child Uh, she rejoiced in God her Savior Uh, Jesus the Son of God came to save us from our sins. Without this wonderful fact, the birth of Jesus is what's surely hardly more exciting than any other birth of a baby. Uh, His very name means God saves. See, the Bible tells us that all people sin, Uh, all people rebel against God, reject his rule, all people uh, live in defiance of him, but uh, that doesn't wash with the creator of all things. Uh, That doesn't wash with the ruler of our universe. We can't get away with rejecting God. If we want peace in the world that he's made, we have to live with him as God. And that's where Jesus the Saviour comes in. In the birth of Jesus, we see God sending the one who would save us from this sin, restore that broken relationship between people and God. And how do you know that in Jesus, God is saving us from our sin? What's the relationship between Jesus and God? Well, the the next couple of verses in Matthew, chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, say this. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is God with us. In the person of Jesus, God came to live among his people, creator in creation, come to do what was needed to save us from our sins. Now, all of this came as uh, absolutely no surprise to many of the Jewish people at the time. At, at least the timing of it well, was probably a surprise, and actually well, many people didn't believe Jesus was the promised saviour by the time he grew up and started preaching and teaching. But it wasn't a surprise in that a saviour was what they had been waiting for for centuries. This is the news that they'd been waiting to hear. Jesus was born in fulfilment of a promise God made centuries before. We saw Mary's joy yesterday at the news that she would give birth to this child. And there's another important baby born just a, a little bit earlier than Jesus who was born to prepare the way for Jesus the Saviour. He would come to be known as John the Baptist. His father, Zechariah, had an angel visit him too. That angel told Zechariah that he and his wife, though they were very advanced in age, would have a child. And that child would prepare the way for the promised Saviour. Now, Zechariah, uh, as we saw in the, the, the video and the kids' talk, Zechariah doesn't believe the angel, and so he's struck dumb, unable to speak until the day John is born. And then on that day, his mouth is open. See how he praises God. Luke chapter 1, verses 68 and 69. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. The birth of John the Baptist is all part of God's plan, introducing and preparing the way for the Saviour that God has sent. A horn of salvation, as it mentions there, is a sign of victory. Uh, God is sending the one who will win the victory over sin and death. And we see clearly that it is God doing this. Uh, how else could an unmarried virgin become pregnant and give birth? How else could a barren elderly couple become pregnant and give birth? Uh, God loves to show us beyond doubt that salvation is his work. <laughs> uh, and Zechariah acknowledges this as he describes the role his son will play. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 76 to 79. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Salvation is coming. Uh, through the forgiveness of sins. Zechariah is praising God for this here. Uh, God is coming in the person of his son Jesus to show his love and mercy by forgiving the sin of his people, to shine a light in darkness, remove the shadow of death, guide our feet into the path of peace. All this would be accomplished by Jesus, the Saviour. Uh, the, uh, the job of John the Baptist would be to prepare the way for this Saviour, John the Baptist, he would be the greatest support act of all time. He would play an incredibly important part 
in God's plan, preaching in the wilderness, calling people to repent of their sins and follow God. But after he'd announced the arrival of the Saviour, after Jesus arrives, he fades very quickly into the background. Once Jesus arrives on the scene, John is almost gone, and that's exactly the way it should be, because Jesus is the Saviour we need to find at Christmas. Uh, We all have sin we need to be forgiven for. Uh, We all need that, that light to shine in the darkness. We all need God to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the peace we need is peace with God. We all live, uh, remember this is what sin is, we all live in a way that puts ourselves first and ignores God. We all rebel against God. That's, that's the human thing. And that sin, that rebellion, it makes us enemies with God. But God offers forgiveness for sin. Uh, offers a restored relationship through his son Jesus. Jesus is the saviour we need to find at Christmas. Now, some of the first people to find Jesus were a bunch of scraggly shepherds. Uh, these unsuspecting shepherds are looking after their sheep one night, not expecting it to be any different from any other night, uh, when suddenly an angel appears to them. Now, we're, as we read about the appearance of the angel to the shepherds, we're led to believe that this is not an everyday occurrence. The shepherds are terrified. They probably think they're just as likely to be killed as anything else. But see what the angel says to them. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, they weren't even looking for him, but the shepherds are about to find the saviour. And he's not the saviour from sickness and disease. He's not the saviour from dictators and despots. Uh, The peace he's come to bring is not peace between warring nations. It's not even peace between individual people. Uh, You'll have to work that out for yourself over Christmas lunch. Uh, Jesus, the saviour, brings peace between people and God. That's the peace we all need more than anything. That's the peace... We don't have while we're still in sin and rebelling against God. That's why we need to find Jesus the Saviour at Christmas. Uh, See how the angels put it in the next part of Luke, chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Through Jesus, God brings peace to those on whom his favour rests. That is, peace to those who trust in his Son, the Saviour. When he grew to be a man, Jesus would pay the penalty for sin on our behalf. When he died on the cross, taking the punishment for sin in our place. And he would then rise to life again, defeating sin and death so that Well, everyone who trusts in him can be forgiven for sin and can have that peace with God. All people need to find the Saviour at Christmas. Uh, We see such excitement at at finding the Saviour in the Bible's accounts from Mary or Zechariah or the shepherds. Uh, God's people who've been waiting so long for the Saviour to come, they now hear uh, the, the news that this 
This king, this saviour has arrived. And Luke tells us that the shepherds rush off immediately to to see this baby, to find this saviour. And thankfully for them, it's it's not like the Christmas lights display in 21st century Brisbane where you might look and look and amidst all the Santas and snow and reindeers and merchandise, finally find the nativity scene but find that, well, actually, Jesus isn't even there in the manger. It's not... There was none of that at the very first Christmas. (laughs) At the very first... Christmas, Jesus is the only reason to get excited. There is no Santa Claus or decorated trees or Christmas lights. But there's a star pointing to Jesus, lying in a food trough in a cow shed. The Saviour was exactly where the angel told the shepherds they would find him. Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord, the one born to save his people from their sins. Let's celebrate the birth of Jesus, the Saviour, this Christmas. Uh, Let's be sure we're looking for the right thing. Let's be sure we're looking for the Saviour. Let's be sure to find the Saviour this Christmas and rejoice at God's goodness to us. Uh, Let's pray. I'll pray that that will be the case. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we praise you for your goodness and your grace. We praise you uh, that at this time and at every time of the year, at any time, we can praise you and thank you for the birth of Jesus, for the birth of the Saviour. We praise you and thank you for your love shown in sending Jesus to uh, save us from sin, to bring the forgiveness that we need and to restore the relationship with you. We praise you for your grace and mercy in doing this. We ask that you help us uh, this Christmas and throughout our lives to remember and rejoice in your love for us in Jesus. Help us always to seek and find the Saviour Jesus, to follow him, to worship him. We pray all this, Lord, uh, for your glory and in Jesus' name. Amen.